Well, hello and welcome to this week's edition of Yes Mother. Today, we're not doing any Bates talk, we're not doing any Buffy talk, no Angel talk. Today is our top 10 movie list. This is something a listener of ours requested we do a long time ago, and we're doing it. So, I'm Sue. And I'm Ed. I can't seem to face up to the facts. I'm tense and nervous and I can't relax. I can't sleep cause my bed's on fire. Don't touch me, I'm a real live wire. Psycho killer. So my contenders for the top ten, mm-hmm. the ones that just just fell short. Uh, I've got Rear Window, Fight Club, Eternal Sunshine for the Spotless Mind, Goodfellas, and Days and Confused. Hmm. Good. Yep. Each one of those at one time were on the top ten and then got bumped. <laughs> <laughs> My contenders, and this one just got bumped last night, late last night, as good as it gets. <laughs> I oh, yeah. that, love, you love that this movie. movie so much, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I'm, in fact, I'm kind of surprised that didn't say. I know. It really, it was the last thing I bumped. and Who bumped it out? It was either Sabrina or Annie Hall. And I'm oh. kind of wondering if I should have done as good as it gets instead of Annie Hall. Annie Hall's a good pick, though. Yeah. I don't know. I love as good as it gets so much. I love Jack Nicholson in that so much. I yeah, it's one love of his that character so much. He is so awful, and he is so funny, and he knows he's awful, and he says things and cringes. And he gets this look on his face after it comes out of his mouth. <laughs> it's so regretful, oh, but those, not. <laughs> those scenes when he's in the restaurant and he knows he's just being such a dick. Oh. And just like the little grin, grin he'll get, you know, like, you got to forgive me because I'm me, you know. <laughs> he's so awful. <laughs> That's a good movie. And, you know, I'm not a Helen Hunt fan, but I forgive her and yeah. like her in this, actually. I can't picture anyone else as Carol the Waitress. Yeah, she's good. As she, This is about the only thing I've ever seen her in that I like. Yeah, I just love it. I love that story so much. So much. Yeah. <laughs> I also had Roman Holiday, mm. which mm. is what I discovered quite a bit after I discovered... Uh, Sabrina and Breakfast at Tiffany's. 
But it, I would say Roman Holiday is my favorite Audrey Hepburn movie. I love Roman Holiday. Yeah, in fact, it is now. But Sabrina was just such a big part of my life. I had to make it in my top ten, and then Roman Holiday had to be a little lower. Um, my honorable mentions. I also have Pretty in Pink. And There Will Be Blood. Oh, yeah. That was a hard one not to put on the list. And It I, was. I think I forgot to put it down as a contender. <laughs> I feel like I haven't... I've seen it three times. Mm-hmm. But three very memorable times. Johnny Greenwood did the score. You know, my mm-hmm. thing with that man. And it just blew me away. Oh, I love that movie so much. And Friday. <laughs> Friday. It's, it's a nice cute movie. <laughs> I was gonna say she can't be talking about like the the marijuana one. Oh yes, I am. <laughs> you are. You like that movie? Also, if you know how many times Rob and I have seen this movie together, and how much we quote it in our everyday life. I we have no idea. Love this movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I surprised you once. I have seen this movie a ton too. Really? It, yeah, it. Yeah, back in like the early 90s. I think it it was fairly new. And I worked with a group of people that just loved this movie. And we were co workers that would get together almost every weekend. And we watched it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> There is no movie that I have ever seen that does better at just depicting everyday ghetto life. Yeah. It's so funny, and it's so good. I'm serious. When you said that, my brain was just scrambling. I was like, what's another Friday? It's got to be another Friday. It can't be that one. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. Wow. All right. I have a few others kind of that I've put on my honorable mentions taken off, like Back to the Future. I saw that mm-hmm. so much. I was a kid in 85, mm-hmm. and I loved that movie. I love that movie, too. So much. Um, I I just couldn't go down, like, the the nostalgia rabbit hole. I know. I totally. Totally. You know? And that's one of them. Because I could do easily a top ten favorite nostalgia movies, and it would be Back to the Future, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Goonies, Close Encounters, (laughs) E.T., you know, Star Wars. Yeah. I just couldn't go down that rabbit hole, or else my top ten would be all those movies. (laughs) (laughs) I also had Giant on there and off, and The Artist on there and off. Oh, The Artist is we saw that in the theater together. Mm-hmm. And then I, I saw it several more times from Redbox. I kept, I'm like, come on. <laughs> I'm in the mood to watch The Artist again. It is the most, char- it's one of the most charming movies I've ever seen in my life. I adored that movie. Yeah. And Giant, I've, I had a huge obsession with uh, James Dean there back in my teenage days. I watched Giant and... Mm-hmm. What's the other one? Rebels Out Cause a lot. Anyway, I added that. Okay. What are your sublists? 
Um, well, I have a secret shame list. Mm-hmm. My secret shames that I could think of are Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. uh, Talladega Nights. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Bobby. I love Talladega Nights so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh. I adore that movie so much. <laughs> I thought about that one. That was another one I saw in the theater with the family in. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love it. I love Arnie so much. And I remember I, that was the first time I'd ever seen him. And we were like, boy, that mentally handicapped kid did such a good job acting. <laughs> I thought he was mentally handicapped until he was nominated for an Oscar. And I saw him in the audience, you know, when they were yep. like calling. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 I, yeah, it's a great movie. It's, it's fantastic. Um, and then I have um, Father of the Bride, Steve Martin's. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that movie. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's a little secret shame of mine. <laughs> and I've got Sling Blade as a secret shame because I think that's oh, I another one. Blade. I think that's another one that people love to hate on now, but I still love, love, love that movie so much. Oh, I want to raise that boy. I want him to be my son. I love that little boy so much. <laughs> I was one of those people back that that quoted Billy Bob so much. <laughs> we did a lot. We did that a lot. <laughs> French fried potatoes. I love um, Dwight Yoakam. As Doyle. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic. I love Vic Chestnut. Is it the movie? I'm a huge Vic Chestnut fan. I don't even know. He's the guy in the wheelchair. He's a, He was a singer. He died. Oh, see, I thought he ago. was. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I knew that. I forgot his name. I got to see him in concert before he died. I was so happy, and I wow. bought him a beer. <laughs> 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 yeah. But, um... Yeah, Sling Blade is, I, I just, I love that movie so much. Cool. So, and I love the little Jim Jarmusch cameo. Huh. I don't know who that is. Jim Jarmusch is a director. Oh. And he's the guy when, um, Billy Bob, I can't remember his name in the movie, Sling Blade's name, um, but when he goes to buy the French fried tomatoes, he's the guy that works at the little Frosty Freeze or whatever it is. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep, that's Jim Jarmusch. <clears throat> My guilty pleasures. Are those yours? Are you done? Yes. Um, all three Austin Powers movies. <laughs> you know, I love them, too. <laughs> I love him. Mike Myers didn't get old to me. Every single character he plays on them, I love. Rob and I love the Austin Powers movies. I do, too. I've seen the first one and the third one the most. Yes. I love, and people skewer those so much. I love them. I'm sorry. I do, too. I don't own a lot of movies. Um, but I have all three. 
I love him too. Doctor Evil is hands down one of my favorite movie characters of all time. <laughs> yep. And what of he is. Yep. Oh, I love Mini Me. Gold member with his eating his skin. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> Can when I anytime one of us say father is always Faja. Faja. The Faja is the Faja. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yep. And the moly moly. <laughs> oh, they're great. Absolutely love them. No yep. apologies. Nope, no apologies there. <laughs> and one of these Halloweens, Cam and I are gonna go as Doctor Evil and Austin Powers. I'll, I'll be Austin Cannot Powers. Wait. <laughs> Because my husband is, he shaves his head. He's bald and he's yeah. tall. He's like 6'2", bald. You he need would to shave make... one of your cats. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime he and I do costumes for Halloween, I always try. He's been Frankenstein. He's been Mr. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be Dr. E. I would love you guys so, so much. Oh my gosh, that'd be so fun. <laughs> Okay, other secret shames? This is going to be the most embarrassing thing I say on the whole podcast. <laughs> okay. I have a romantic comedy I really like. And it's called The Holiday. And I'm so embarrassed. But this is this is a true secret shame. Um, it has Kate Winslet. And now this is the worst part about the movie, and I wish it wasn't so, but what's her name? Um, I've even blanked on her name. I don't think I Cameron Diaz. Is that her name? Oh, gross. I know. I know, Sue. I know. (laughs) And she's as bad as she could be in a romantic comedy. But everyone else is great. They... So Kate Winslet lives in a little cottage in England, and Cameron Diaz is, she lives in a mansion. She does uh, trailers for movies. She produces them. And they switch houses. They do a house swap thing. And um, the best thing about this movie is they decided to make Jack Black a romantic lead. And it was such a good idea. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. He makes the greatest. He's adorable. I like Jack Black. And he's funny, but he's not like as on as School of Rock or something. Uh I just can't believe they made him a romantic lead. It's so cute. That's an interesting choice. Yep. And Judd Nielsen is the one in England. Oh, okay. No, wait, who did I say? Jude Law. I'm sorry. Did I say Jim uh, Nielsen? Yeah. <laughs> like Bender? Bender? <laughs> um, it's Jude Law. And this movie, oh, okay. I finally got Jude Law. He is adorable. Hmm. I didn't know that. I had seen him in a few things and was like, why is everyone talking about Jude Law? I don't know. Whatever. Hmm. He was adorable in this movie. And it's just, it is a shame, but it's a little romantic comedy. I will watch once in a while and there you go i 
the cats tail. out of yep. the bag. <laughs> I have I to had... put up with Cameron Diaz. Yeah, that. Ooh. I didn't even know this movie existed. Yep. Hmm. I don't remember how I discovered it and why I watched it. Probably just one of those cable things. Sometimes you just Probably. find little gems, you know? You just start watching it and it's like, oh. Yeah, I remember it was, yeah. And I like Kate Winslet so much. She's in my favorite movie. <laughs> I don't like Titanic. Uh, I don't. <laughs> we can you just know, ignore that for... <laughs> I was, was going to say, I'm really proud of everyone who sent in. I mean, I didn't expect it from the guys, but I'm really happy that Titanic didn't make any Because <laughs> it's not a good movie, people. <laughs> only watchable part is after the ship starts sinking. Oh yeah, that's interesting. That is very watchable. And but watchable. other than that, that is such a crap. But the crap Jack and Rose parts when the ship is sinking are terrible. Oh, oh yeah. No. Just the whole aesthetic, just watching that ship break in half and go up. It, oh yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. If that was the whole movie, I would have watched it over and over again. <laughs> yeah, and I know I have more guilty pleasures, and I those are fun. So I wish I would have worked on it more, but I kind of dropped yeah, the ball on that. Those are kind of fun ones, because I'm sure I've got several that I just can't think of. I mean, I do kind of have a sub list of movies I liked more than anyone else. Is that I've got of, that one. Okay. So, do you want me to go with mine? Yeah, go ahead. I've got like five of them. I've got The Virgin Suicides. I read that book. I didn't see the movie. Oh, I love the movie. I like the book. Um, and it's just one of those. I think I liked it more than anyone I know. Hmm. I've got Gross Point Blank, but I'm not sure if that really fits. People I don't do know seem if that to fits. like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got A Mighty Wind. Oh, I love that. I like that as much as you do. <laughs> I love A Mighty. It is my very favorite Christopher Guest movie. I like I it better than Best in Show. I mean, you I do. love Best in Show, but A Mighty Wind is just. And everyone loves Waiting for Guffman, but yep, A Mighty Wind's better. Mighty Wind is my favorite. I love the voice that Eugene Levy came up with. For <laughs> and the first time I heard him say his first word or two, I just screamed with laughter. <laughs> I love what he did with that character. I love Harry Shearer's beard. I think Harry Shearer is just... <laughs> Amazing, <laughs> amazing in that movie. His beard, <laughs> it's like Brigham Young beard. <laughs> yes, oh, that's so great. I love that scene when they all decide to like hum in honor of you know the dad that died. And, like Jennifer Coolidge can't hum, and she's like, <laughs> I, I love it. I love a mighty wind. Um. Another one I liked more than anyone else is Shop Girl. With, I liked uh, that. Steve Martin and... But you recommended it to me. Did I? Yeah, and people don't like that. You're right. Yeah, people don't like that movie, and I loved it. I really liked that movie. I really liked it, too. Yep. In fact, I, I read that one, too. Martin, I haven't read the book. Steve Martin but... wrote it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I thought Steve Martin was great. I like Claire Danes. I like Jason Schwartzman. Yep. I liked it. Good thing. I liked her green apartment. Um, <laughs> and then last on my is The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't. I never saw that. 
A lot of people don't like that movie, but I, uh, you haven't seen it? No, but a lot of, I think I might like it too. I think you would. It's, it's great. I really like it. It's a fun movie. I think I like your picks more than you'll like mine. (laughs) (laughs) The music to Life Aquatic is great because it's all David Bowie songs that that a guy is singing in, I think it's Portuguese. It's fantastic. That's cool. Yep. Those are my, I like them more than anyone. Okay. The movies I like more than anyone is Pirate Radio. You know, I haven't seen that one. I'm well, Philip Smith. Seymour Hoffman's in it. I know. I think it's like the only Philip Seymour Hoffman movie <laughs> I haven't seen. <laughs> I don't know if I've said this on this podcast, but I am convinced that I was supposed to be a teenager in 1960s London and I missed my chance. <laughs> that is like my favorite era and my favorite place ever. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a movie that takes place in it that's just all about the music and mm-hmm. I love Nick Frost and Nick Frost is a great character in this and there's this kid they call young Carl that's on the on the ship and he's the cutest little thing you've ever seen oh, I gonna... love it so much watch it. And the music's great, and the story, it's just fun. It's just that 1960s mm-hmm. greatness. And, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman is, like, the main DJ, and he's American. It's so good. It is so great. But, yeah, I think I like it more than anyone else. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked Another Earth. <laughs> More than anyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That movie blew my mind for some reason. I loved it. I love it. And I make no apologies. And I love it more than anyone else I know. It really polarized our family. It for did. A it did. <laughs> <laughs> we had lots of conversations. <laughs> yep. I love it. And this is a really weird pick. <laughs> but I stand by it. <laughs> I loved Armageddon. I really loved it. <laughs> and this has nothing. And everyone, whenever you mention it, they all think about the Liv Tyler and what's-his-face relationship. And that is not what that movie is about. It is a father-daughter relationship and the first time I saw it was with dad and I cried and cried (laughs) (laughs) I just loved that movie I haven't seen it in a few years I don't know if it holds up but I saw it a lot when it came out and I absolutely adored it and I didn't like the love story Hmm. but there was something about the rest of it and I've, I've got a really weird relationship with space that some know, right. some don't know. Anyway. And then, Bandits. <laughs> and these are two Bruce Willis movies. Yes. <laughs> you love Bandits. <laughs> Sue knows how much I love Bandits. I lo- it almost made my top ten movies. <laughs> <laughs> I 
love it times 10 more than anyone else I know. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. I love Billy Bob Thorne's character so much. And I love Kate Blanchett. Oh, I love her in this. I love the story. I love the weirdness of it. Everything, the three-way, I just love it. (laughs) It's so weird, but I do. (laughs) And I know I love Hollywood ending more than anyone else I know. This was like one of those Woody Allen movies that got so skewered in the box office that no one even wants to talk about anymore. And I laughed my butt off. In fact, I saw it alone, and I laughed until I cried. I laughed until my sides hurt. It struck me as so funny. And then I came to work, and I was telling my friend Will about it. And I had him laughing about it so hard that he fell on the floor laughing. (laughs) Just by me describing this movie. (laughs) I don't know if he ever went home and watched it. He, he plays he plays a director that goes blind. I think it's hysterical blindness. That's right. Because I knew I'd seen it. I just couldn't remember. And he has to hide the fact that he's blind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to laugh too hard to talk about it. <laughs> but he has to hide the fact that he's blind for, like, some of the producers or executives that are funding the movie so they can't know that he's blind because he's going to get over it because it's hysterical blindness. Right. (laughs) Just the scenes of him trying to not act blind. (laughs) Does it for me. (laughs) Fully. Okay. Yep. (laughs) Those are some good secret names. (laughs) Or movies that you like more than anyone, I mean. (laughs) Yes. Probably Secret Shames, too, because no one else likes them. <laughs> I know. I know. They're kind of similar. But... Yep. All right. Do you have any more sublists? Um, I just have a couple. I've got one, because you mentioned, like, movies I like but never have to see again. Yeah. I have, um, and they're all fairly recent movies. Um, Cloud oh, Atlas. All old. Hmm. Did I say that with you and Dan? Uh-huh. In fact, I think all three of these we saw together. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've got Cloud Atlas, Tree of Life, and Avatar. Yep, I I went and saw The Blind Side instead of going to Avatar, if you'll remember. <laughs> oh, that's right, that's right. We went to the theater, but I did not want to see that so much, I went to The Blind Side instead. <laughs> <laughs> and saw it alone. <laughs> that's right, and the rest of us went to Avatar. Yep. And I'm glad I saw Avatar. It was pretty. But I, if I never see the movie again, I'll live. Mm-hmm. Tree of Life, I might revisit. Tree I like of Life that. is in my hoity-toities. Oh, is it? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. thought it was fun. So pretty and just good job. I went more war movies like B, which is very interesting, but they're not all World War II. The oh. Deer Hunter, I oh, loved, but I don't know if I can see it again. I have it on Blu-ray. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Platoon, um, A Thin Red Line. See, now that one came out the same time as Saving Private Ryan, right? Right. 
And I just thought a thin red line was so much better. But I seem to be, maybe I like that more than anyone else. Anyway. No, thin red line's good. I like Saving Private Ryan, too. I like both of them. I like thin red line, too. But, I mean, sorry. I like Saving Private Ryan also. But, and then A Clockwork Orange. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. So good. So beautifully shot and so disturbing. You just, if you're like, yeah. ooh, I want to watch that again, but you're just like, ooh. I know. I, I know. don't know, guys. <laughs> 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 but I really liked it, and it was seriously good. But it's hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. I agree. And I have an honorable mention, and this might surprise you, but Pulp Fiction... <laughs> I have oh, a hard really? time rewatching this movie. It really takes a lot out of me emotionally. <laughs> it's really hard for me to watch. Out of all of his movies, it's definitely one of the best. And right. I recognize it as one of the best. And I love to quote it. And I love to talk about it. But it takes a lot out of me to watch. Hmm. For a lot of reasons. And it's one of those that I have a hard time watching again so i i have definitely seen it more than once so it's not like i saw it once and never want to watch it again but i liked it it's it's so hard for me to watch that i had to put it on here as an honorable mention interesting i love pulp fiction but and i had i kind of waffled between pulp fiction and reservoir dogs but Mm -hmm. i had to go reservoir dogs because again if i had a gun to my head and i had to pick between the two i'd grab reservoir dogs Oh, me too. Totally. But, but I I don't know. There's something about Pulp yeah. Fiction that is so awesome and so good. But I love it. It holds the record as the movie I saw in the theater the most. Huh. And I saw it four nights in a row. Wow. Did you really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, because I remember when it came out, um, I was married to Ben. And his brother, Steve, happened to be in town, and the three of us went. And Steve was always the one that kind of introduced us to the independent stuff. He's the one that got me Infinite Jest for Mm -hmm. my birthday, Mm -hmm. you know. He was a, um, at the time, he was a professor at RISD, um, the Rhode Island School of Design. Ah, He was your in on the hoity-toity. He was kind of my in on the hoity-toity, you know. Mm -hmm. So... We saw Pulp Fiction, and it just blew our minds. And I remember talking to some friends about it the next day, and we were like, let's just go see it. And then I think Catherine and Travis came over the next day, and we were talking about it. We were like, let's go see it. And then like, <laughs> I think, and then another group of friends, and it was like, let's go see it. <laughs> Definitely made a splash. It did. Yep, I saw Pulp Fiction four nights in a row. In the theater when it came out, and I've seen it several times since. But, but still, I would, I would still pick Reservoir Dogs over it. But I, I love it. So, I did like a top three favorite horror movies. I put Silence of the Lambs, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Jaws. (laughs) I didn't do favorite horror movies. I did do one of my favorite sub-dramas, sub-subcategories of movies, which are the screwball comedies. Oh, that's right. And I put Arsenic and Old Lace. It Happened One Night, Bringing Up Baby, The Philadelphia Story, 
Some Like It Hot, I have seen over and over <laughs> and over, and I have it memorized. <laughs> I love Some Like It Hot. Um, Nothing to Lose, which is not an oldie, but I still consider it a screwball comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that one probably as many times, and Rob and I quote it, and my old friends in college, we quote it, and we quote it, and Matt and I quote it, and we showed it to our brother-in-law, Scott. <laughs> Nothing to lose. I don't know that one. Do I? It, it? It's Martin Lawrence and Tim. <laughs> he was married to Susan Sarandon. What's his name? Oh, Tim Robbins? Tim Robbins. Oh, I know the movie you're talking about. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we love that Love that movie. Yeah. I think it's a screwball, in a way. In its yeah. way. And then, yeah. uh, What's Up, Doc? Oh, that's a great one. Holy I crap, I love that movie. In fact, when our house got robbed, I had just bought it from someone on Half.com, and I had found it, my own copy... And then our house got robbed, and I hadn't even been able to watch it yet, and they took it. Mm. That's always a bitter pill. <laughs> <laughs> Not as bad as how they stole my wedding ring, <laughs> but bad. <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> or the quilt that Mom made you. Or the quilt that Mom made me for my wedding. Um, yeah, if you've never seen What's Up, Dog, it has the best car chase scene you've ever seen ever mm -hmm. at the end and if you don't laugh out loud 30 times during this car chase scene then you are dead to me <laughs> i don't think that barbara streisand is absolutely adorable yes and i will watch that movie at two in the morning all by myself and when that car chase, there are several points where I actually, like, clap, and I just laugh out loud to myself, <laughs> and I clap because I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a car chase scene in San Francisco. That's, yes. Yes. And there's a, a bike involved. <laughs> yep. Isn't there a hot dog vendor stand thing, too? That's her bike, I think. Is it? Okay. She's <laughs> been a long time since I've seen it. She's right it and Ryan O'Neill is sitting on the on I think on the hot dog stand part. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this one scene where she's she's being chased and they're going up one of those San Francisco hills and she's like she can't do it anymore and she stops and they roll backwards. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. She doesn't even get a third of the way. I mean they're those hills <laughs> that she even tried is hilarious. <laughs> love it so much That's great i love myself a screwball comedy very much they are fun i didn't do a list of those the I only did. other list i did was like favorite music movies and i only put three down i did musicals four of them i didn't do musicals mine are more you I've love got, them because of the music yeah yeah and they're like uh, based around music so i've got um the jazz singer the, oh. the neil diamond one not the Al Jolson. yes <laughs> <laughs> um, a Hard Day's Night uh -huh. and Stop Making Sense hmm. yeah. I did Funny Girl Newsies, Sweeney Todd and Singing in the Rain 
Nice. Yeah, I didn't do musicals, but if I had to pick top three, I would say Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Sound of Music. Yeah, should have added that. Yeah. And I don't know. That's all I can think of. (laughs) (laughs) Funny Girl would be a good one. I love Funny Girl. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Again, she's adorable. Barbara is adorbs. (laughs) (laughs) so i wrote i mean i'm not a big romance movie person Mm -hmm. or rom-coms and i don't think any of these are actually rom-coms maybe but if i am in the mood for a romantic movie these are my go-tos well heartbreaker that's probably a rom-com it's french um johnny depp's ex-wife um, Perdis, she's in it, and Roman Duris, who I talked about, in is being in that Indigo, Mood Indigo movie. He's in it. It's so cute. Um, and it's one of my very favorite romantic comedies. And I, it used to be on Netflix. I think right now it's on Amazon Prime. But if you like a good rom-com and don't mind subtitles, check that one out. Um, Love Actually, I put on there. Pride and Prejudice. (laughs) Um, North and South. Now that is not the Patrick Swayze 80s Civil War drama, which I have also (laughs) seen several times when I was a kid. (laughs) This is an Elizabeth Gaskell novel. And that one's on Netflix. It's a four-part miniseries. So good. If you guys like the Pride and Prejudice and you like those period pieces, this is like Pride and Prejudice meets um, uh, Charles Dickens. Oh, okay. It's so good. And the romantic story is so good. It's awesome. And then Jane Eyre, of course. (laughs) Well, yeah, of course. The uh, Virgin with Toby. Who's it? Right. The one that you loaned me? Yes. Yeah. That was good. I don't have any romantic movies. <laughs> All the others are pretty sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> of the Jane Eyre's. <laughs> I love Pride and Prejudice, but yeah. But. Yeah. Um, I made up a quick list of my favorites 20 years ago. My go-tos <laughs> that I wore out. Some of them are the same, though. School Ties, Newsies, Swing Kids, Gone with the Wind, Insano Man, Dead Poets, Society, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken, Clueless, Much Do About Nothing, and Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been my top ten list 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I didn't do one of those. I just thought it'd be fun. It was back when I was in high school. Oh, my favorites of the last few years? The Artist. Hot Fuzz. Everyone loves Shaun of the Dead, but Hot Fuzz is my favorite of those (laughs) Nick Frost, Simon Pegg movies. (laughs) I love Hot Fuzz. I can't even tell you guys how much I love it. Um, Safety Not Guaranteed. A Separation. Attack the Block. That is a good movie. That is good. I Yeah, I like that one. I don't think a lot of people saw that. I don't think so, yeah. It's an English movie. Um... It's an alien movie. Aliens, it's, yeah. Really good. Very fun. 
very cute. Um, the block is kind of like the ghetto in London. And no one believes these kids that aliens are attacking and they kind of have to fend for themselves. It is awesome. Well, they're kind of hoodlums because they, uh-huh. they like mug a lady at the very beginning. and then That's right. Yeah. And there's uh, Nick Frost is in it again. And he yes. grows pot up on the roof of their building. <laughs> it's really good if you miss that. Um, certified copy. Little Miss Sunshine and Moon. Those are my favorites of the last few years. Hey, I didn't do a recent, yeah. They kind of, they have to be a little different than your all-time favorites. Right, right. But those are my favorites that have come out in the last, I don't know, while. Five to ten years. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking it would have been much easier for me to just do, like, a top ten directors, like, my favorite directors. Mm, yeah. Than movies. But what's funny is that some of my top ten favorite directors don't have a movie on my top ten favorite movies list. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like Wes Anderson. He's one of my all-time favorite. I will watch anything he does. Me too. And I've loved all of them. He did The for... Life Aquatic? He did. Yeah. But... I do not like the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, I do. Yeah. Oh, and I, I like the Darjeeling Unlimited more than the I love I know. the Darjeeling Unlimited. There, good. Yep. That could have been a movie I like more than anyone else. That could have been on mine, too. Yeah. But I happen to like Royal Tenenbaums. Right? I can't think of one I haven't liked, so I probably would like the Life Aquatic. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I'm cool. going to be breaking this up in at least two. <laughs> Yeah, right. whatever, whatever makes sense when you go back and listen. So, but yeah, that was fun. Thanks everybody. Thanks for your feedback. Thanks for whoever you are that suggested it. This was fun, fun to talk about. It's always fun to just think back to your favorite movies. It's I, I enjoyed it. Hope you guys still respect us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge. <laughs> no judging. We. I, yeah. <laughs> And we got a fair good amount of feedback from our listeners, too. Yeah, we did. I was pleased. Me, too. And I've read them all, and I just love the list so much. I read them yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah. I wanted to be sure I was done. That's how I... I haven't read them. I, I read a couple of them, but not all of them. Because I just, I didn't want to be influenced. I didn't want to yeah. be like, oh, I do love that movie, you know, or, <laughs> you know, so I'm excited to, to see the ones that I haven't read, so. So, yeah, well. Oh, I need to pull, pull up Paul's. Yeah. one of from my phone. Yeah, one of them's a voicemail from Paul Mackey. And Paul sends in something, if you listen to the podcast that he hosted with us, he refers to as Paul movies, and I'm very curious to know what a Paul movie is. Yeah, yeah. didn't he say something like his friends call him Paul movies? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he's got two lists. He's got, like, his top ten and then the top ten Paul. Is that how it is? I think so. Yeah, I read all the, uh, the emails. I did not do the... Listen, okay. Yeah. 
And while Emily's doing that, if any of our listeners live in Buffalo, man, that sucks. What happened? They got like six oh, weeks of snow. Oh, like... that's right. <laughs> I did hear about that. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I was seeing images online of like people opening their front doors and like there's an imprint of the door, like the snow goes all the way up. <laughs> and like, <laughs> so crazy. I know. What did his, his email says? Sorry if I carried on too long or went too fast. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get this in on time, so here I am in the freezer room. Oh, and I missed the recording date for the last cluster of Buffy apps, so I did not successfully point out that Andy Umberger, Dr. I Fall to Pieces, was cast on Buffy as de Hoffren, the leader of the Vengeance Demons. I had promised to point that out, so now I have. <laughs> right, on to the list. This certainly has some solid listings, but possibly a few that you might call a no-apologies choice. My main criteria was that it had to be a movie I actually own a copy of, and I kept the date at older than 10 years back. Otherwise, two honorable mentions are, in brief, uh, Untouchables, which I still don't own a copy of, and Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, which is too new. Alright, these are in chronological order, and my descriptions are painfully shorter than I would like. <laughs> May 1977. Star Wars. I had just turned four when it came out, uh, and it was a favorite like many in my generation, many, many of the people in my generation. All right. Uh, February 1979, The Great Train Robbery. Of course, I came to this movie later on than 1979. Uh, Michael Crichton wrote and directed it based on his novel. June 1984, Ghostbusters. This was one of my favorites for years, and it's also the first soundtrack I ever bought with my own money on cassette. <laughs> July 1988, Die Hard. I was a big fan of Moonlighting. I had it recorded off of a pay cable freebie weekend, and I watched that VHS over and over. Genghis Khan wants a Snickers. August 1992, Unforgiven. Uh, this is one of the first ones that I remember seeing with a digital soundtrack in the theater, so the quiet bits were oh so quiet. And it's a beautiful, beautiful western. September 1993, Dazed and Confused. I saw this late night the first time at the Procrastinator Theater, a second-run movie series run in a lecture hall in Linfield Hall on the campus of Montana State University, Bozeman. And, uh... It's just awesome. It's a it's an all in one night kind of thing, and it's it's fantastic. October 1995, Mall Rats. I totally missed this during the brief theatrical run, and it was shot about uh, I don't know about uh, six miles from where I'm sitting right now. Uh, but uh, I'd seen Clerks, and I was mildly amused by that. The DVD of Mall Rats was a favorite purchase of mine from 2001. October 1999, Fight Club, another of the DVDs that I bought in 2001 and I have loved. Probably the most cynical and nihilist of the movies of this list. September of 2000, Almost Famous. Again, I bought this in 2001 and I watched it over and over and over again. It's the best thing that Kate Hudson has ever done. The rest of it is all sadly crap. <laughs> and uh, lastly, April of 2002, 24-hour party people. This is a fanciful recollection of the life of Tony Wilson and a history of factory records, the Manchester scene, and the Hacienda nightclub. I was a huge fan of the Madchester sound in the late 80s and early 90s. That's it for my top 10 list of movies, and I will get back to you in a little while on another file with my list of Paul movies as you requested during our <laughs> Buffy recording. Happy hunting. All right. Thanks, Paul. Nice. Good list. Yeah, a couple I haven't seen. I haven't seen Mall Rats, and I haven't seen the train robbery one. 
the train robbery one is the only one I have not seen. I was thinking of just something that would be fun is to take one movie from everyone's list that wrote in that I haven't seen and watch it. And then, then I I'll see s- train robbery is the one. I think so. I'm not ready for Kevin Smith yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you'll ever be. <laughs> I don't. I just don't think I will. I'm just delighted that he's got a Kevin Smith on his tent. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that he must be near Eden Prairie because I know that's the mall where uh-huh. that was filmed. I've seen Star Wars, certainly, but I've never seen any of the remakes or whatever they are. They're prequels? Yes. I had lost, I'm one of those people, I'm of that generation, and I did love them. I remember, I was little, and I remember going to Emperor Strikes Back, and I remember being in Ben's arms. Oh, <laughs> like really? Our older brother's <laughs> arms in the line <laughs> waiting to go see Empire Strikes Back. And when did that come out? I was probably two. Um, well, Star War, I think it was 1980. Oh, then I was four. Maybe 79. Yeah, I was little enough to be carried around, and I remember going to see that. But that was one of those things that once I became, I don't know, 17 or 18, I just lost all interest. <laughs> right, right. But anyway. Yeah, the prequels, yeah, boo. I mean, <laughs> Revenge of the Sith is the only watchable one hmm. in in my mind. And it's not that watchable. if I had to pick one (laughs) alright as I said before when I promised this second list my roommate Trav took to calling movies with that certain something pole movies I suppose that certain something was frequently disturbing or at the very least odd or off-putting I'm going to put these in no particular order I once convinced my once-and-now-again wife, Darcy, that's a tale for a different time, Trav and Trav's date, to sit down all together in the home theater with projection screen and watch a homey little heroin addiction picture called Requiem for a Dream, the director's cut. Uh-huh. It was already <laughs> been later in the night, and when we finished and turned up the lights, I saw the ashen complexion of my fellow watchers and had just a little tinge of regret about subjecting them to it. Another time, Trav returned a Belgian movie to me and said he couldn't finish it. I assumed it was due to the fact it was in Belgian-French language, and he tired of watching the subtitles, but it turns out it disturbed him so much that he stopped. The English-language title of this movie is Man Bites Dog, and it is a black comedy mockumentary about a film crew following a serial killer in his daily rounds. I think when the killer frankly discussed how many stones to weigh down various bodies when dumping them in a flooded quarry, it was Trav's exit point. At one point, after hearing multiple folks talk about it in a way I could tell it might be a Paul movie, I watched Hard Candy with Ellen Page from Juno and Patrick Wilson from Watchmen. The next day, I called up Trav and told him vehemently, that movie is coughed up. He still hasn't gotten around to seeing it for some reason. I suppose I'll not be telling him about Little Children, also starring the aforementioned Patrick Wilson and his Watchmen co-star, Jackie Earl Haley. Most David Lynch movies can probably qualify as a Paul movie. Donnie Darko probably qualifies. Trey Parker and Matt Stone's pre-South Park effort Cannibal the Musical, distributed by Troma Entertainment. Uh, another Troma picture called Go to Hell. I suppose I should admit that my hands were ever so briefly on the making of that as uh, Darcy and I are listed in the credit roll. But, anyways, there were two notable Paul movie candidates that others have tried to insist upon me. Back at MSU Bozeman, Professor Ronald Tobias, knowing I was a Twin Peaks fan, recommended Wilder Napalm starring Dennis Quaid. I found it quirky, but not in a David Lynch way, and then I was pleasantly surprised to find it was made by Glenn Gordon Caron, creator of Moonlighting, my total mid-80s jam. 
but not a ball movie. <laughs> Trav tried to suggest I Heart Huckabee, so I was unimpressed. I can't recall enough about it to even elaborate. Well, this went on a little long, but you requested it, so I'll see what I can do to edit it down a little bit, and there's that one bleep I should probably put in. Anyway, Paul Mackey from the freezer room. Happy hunting! Alright, this is going to sound quick and dirty on the end of this file because, well, it is quick and dirty. I just had to share my spit take moment I just had a second ago when I was listening to Kumail Nanjani's uh, X-Files files. Um, during my Paul movie segment uh, that I recorded about an hour ago, I mentioned the movie Wilder Napalm, uh, which you just heard a few seconds ago because I this is the same file. But uh, I mentioned Wilder Napalm and was uh, talking about how I was pleasantly surprised back in... Uh, you know, 92 or whenever it was that I watched it, uh, that it was uh, directed by Glenn Gordon Kerr, and I, had a, I thought that he wrote it, but apparently, according to uh, Mr. Najani, uh, Chris Carter went to Vince Gilligan, who wrote Wilder Napalm, and that's why Vince Gilligan got a job on the X-Files. So uh, my mind was blown, and I like I literally like uh, had a little bit of spit trouble with my drink. So uh, not exactly a comedy spit take, but uh, <laughs> interesting. It really just blew my mind because I just talked about that movie a few seconds ago. Anyways, uh, hopefully this recording part doesn't sound too crazy, and I will talk to you later. Happy hunting! Interesting. All right, thanks, Paul. I forgot that Vince Gilligan was a writer on X Files. I don't know if I forgot or not. It when he said it, I knew. <laughs> yeah, when when he said it, it rang a bell. Yeah. So. We've got to tell I, you something, Paul. Sue and I were very unimpressed with I Heart Huckabee, also, and yep. we thought it would be a slam dunk. Yep. <laughs> well, I did at least, and I remember when I was like telling Sue, I'm like, you know what? I didn't really like it, and I expected her to go, what? And then she's like, I didn't either. <laughs> we didn't see it together. We just talked about it. Yeah, it it was one of those that I thought for sure I was just going to love. And uh, no, I'm not I'm not a fan of, of that movie at all. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like one of those that the potential seemed there and it just. Bleh. Yeah, just didn't do it. Didn't yep. carry out. It was like quirky to be quirky or something. I, yes. I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen it. That yeah. I've, I've even forgotten who was in it. Was it was Robert De Niro in it? No. I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, Jason Schwartzman and Lily Tomlin. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Jude Law. Yeah, Jude okay. Law. Yeah. I don't remember who was Lily Tomlin's counterpart. She had it's, one. Yeah. She, she was married one. or something. Yeah, and it's someone like, I don't know, Dustin Hoffman or Robert De Niro. Oh, I think it's Dustin Hoffman. Is it? Okay. We could probably look it up just so people aren't yelling at us right now. Yeah, really. Because, I mean, yeah, you think of a movie with, like, Lily Tomlin and Dustin Hoffman, and isn't it? It's David O. Russell movie, isn't it? It's not Wes Anderson. It's, yeah, it's David O. Russell. Is it? I think so. It's pulling up now. I didn't think it was. Oh, yep, it is. Naomi Watts is in it. Uh, yeah, Dustin Hoffman. That's right. You're right. right. Mark yeah. Wahlberg, Naomi Watts. It had a big cast. Had a big cast, but I've seen it once. I saw it when it came out. I don't think I saw it in the theater. I think it was more of a blockbuster rental or something. Yeah, and for me yeah. too. Yep. 
So we're on board with you. And uh, I don't know what to pick. <laughs> the only one of his I think I've seen besides I Heart Huckabee is Wacom for a Dream. Yeah, I've seen Requiem and I saw Hard Candy. Right. Um, I uh, Maybe I might go for that serial killer mockumentary. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that one. I think that's the one I'm going to go. That's the Man Bites Dog. Man Bites Dog, that's what's called. Yeah, I've, uh, I have heard of that one. So I think I've heard Matt Singer talk about it. Mm. So that's the one I'll watch. The other one was what? The Great Train Robbery? Yeah, or the Train Robbery. I think great. Train robbery. I think it's great. I don't know. We'll find it. All right. Well, thanks, Paul. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. So then we have some email lists. There we go. Okay, he says, thank you for freeing me from a top ten list. <laughs> That's because <laughs> we <laughs> made up some anxiety. <laughs> yes, we all were. And so what I had decided to do is I'm like, I'm going to do a top ten, and then I'm going to do some subcategories. Because yes. there's movies of a certain category I love, but I don't know if I'd consider it in a top ten list. So, Right. Anyway, if you got that memo, we freed you up to have more movies and you really send us as many lists as you want <laughs> yep <laughs> okay so he says as you know i love silent comedy so i will start with a top 10 of my favorites that i have watched over and over again charlie chaplin city lights the pilgrim and easy street buster keaton one week cops and the navigator harold lloyd the freshman why worry and the kid brother my 10th is not a silent film but was inspired by them jacques Tati's Monocle. <laughs> I'm going to have a really good time with this list. We need to have Beyond as a guest to read these. Yeah, really, to read the French. <laughs> to read Harold's. <laughs> well, sweet. I, I appreciate having some silent movie recommendations because I'm not a connoisseur of those movies. And yeah, I just... and I've really meant to. Yeah, so this is a good. Out. Okay, he made a list of his top 10 Hitchcock films. Number 10, Young and Innocent. Number 9, The Lady Vanishes. Number 8, Notorious. Number 7, Psycho. Number 6, The 39 Steps. 5, Strangers on a Train. 4, Rear Window. 3, Shadow of a Doubt. 2, North by Northwest. And 1 is Vertigo. Nice. I'm really happy to have this. Harold and I, we talked a little bit on Facebook a while back about Hitchcock recommendations. So Yeah, because we filled out on the Facebook page the ones you've seen or something. Right, right. And of his top, I totally agree with top one and two. Three I haven't seen. But I've seen four and five and seven and eight. So maybe I should go with three for that. Shadow of a Doubt. It's his third favorite. He thinks it's better than Rear Window. Yeah, that's... I'm going to put that one down, too. And I've heard a lot about City Lights, so maybe I'll do that one. Yeah. Yeah, the Charlie Chaplin one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one always seems to be mentioned when people talk about Charlie Chaplin. 
So. And the, uh, uh, I thought there was one about, uh, the beggar or homeless man, <laughs> the oh, vagabond, yeah. the tramp, the tramp. Yeah. <laughs> I came up with every <laughs> single other word, <laughs> every synonym there is. <laughs> I think it's the, it might be the little tramp. <laughs> Those are the two I hear about a lot. <clears throat> okay, top ten Jimmy Stewart films. I made a list because he is in so many of my favorite films, and despite his star image as the Oshucks all-American nice guy, he often plays characters who have been driven past the breaking point. True. Mm-hmm. Number 10, Winchester 73. Number 9, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Number 8, The Naked Spur. 7, Anatomy of a Murder. Number 6, The Moral Storm. Number 5, Harvey. That's a good one. Yep. Number 4, Rear Window. Number 3, The Shop Around the Corner. Number 2, It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> and number 1, Vertigo. Vertigo will go again, number 1. It's a good movie. Really good. <laughs> it is good. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I need to do a rewatch on that one. I think I've seen it in the last six months. Oh, have you? Yeah. I uh, yeah, Harvey is that's a great one. No, uh, Twelve Anger Men. But oh wait, no, that's I'm thinking of Stewart. Honda. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be funny. Um, and no. The man who shot Liberty Balance, either. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's a good one. Is Winchester 73 a Western? It is, and I'm pretty sure I have seen that one in the last year or two. Is it 1873? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably has to be. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember there being a Jimmy Stewart movie on that Cam and I were kind of watching a little bit on TV, and I think it was Winchester '73. So, but and nice. I've, I've, I think I'm gonna put down the shop around the corner because I've always meant to see that. I think I've seen parts of it, but you know, a podcast I was just listening to was talking about that movie not too long ago. Well, I saw the remake with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Huh? What did they call it? You've got mail. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right, because the podcast I was listening to was talking about how that was, because isn't the shop around the corner in Belgium or something? I think it's set in Brussels or something like that. Oh, is it? I think so. I think that's what they were talking about. Uh, yeah. So. Are you going to put down It's a Wonderful Life? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the shop around the corner, too. I mean, we might as well do the same ones and talk about them. Oh, that's true. So, okay. All right. Okay, his top ten film noirs. Number ten, Gun Crazy. Number nine, Scarlet Street. Number eight, Pick Up on South Street. I haven't seen any of these yet. Nope. Number seven, Chinatown. Okay, I've seen that. Seen that. Uh, six, The Big Sleep. Have I seen that? I think I've seen that. Who's in it? I don't know. Number five, Detour. Number four, The Big Heat. Number three, Kiss Me Deadly. 
Number two, the Maltese Falcon. And number one, Double Indemnity. So I've seen the top two, but and yeah. Chinatown, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the same. Uh, the Big Sleep is um, Bogart and Bacall. Uh, have you been listening to the one he recommended? The uh, I've been meaning to tell Harold this for a long time. Uh, uh, the, you must you remember must... this. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm about ten or eleven episodes in. Yeah, I I subscribe to it. I think there was a podcast where he had already mentioned it, and I thought of it again, and I'm like, I'm going to download it right now so I don't forget. Anyway, I was caught up in a couple days. <laughs> I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. So thanks yeah. for that recommendation. I'm loving it. Yeah, thanks, Harold. And my uh, sister-in-law, Kristen, she's the one that reminded me about it because she, she heard Harold's recommendation, and she's listening to it, too, mm-hmm. and she reminded me of it. So... Anyway, they were talk- they've been talking about Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart and all of that a few episodes back. <clears throat> okay, films from the modern era that I love. 10, Terminator 2. 9, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. 8, Shortcuts. Shortcuts, what's that? It's a Robert Altman movie. <laughs> 7, Election... Six, Mulholland Drive. Five, Ghost World. That's one I've meant to see, never have. I love Ghost World. That's a great movie. Number four, Kill Bill. Um, I assume that means one and two? Sure. Yeah. It was meant to be one movie. It just got long. (laughs) Number three, (laughs) Zodiac. Number two, Unforgiven. And number one, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, that's a surprising... Yeah, I like seeing that on there. That is the first list I have seen all ten movies. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I I don't. I've never seen Shortcuts. I haven't seen Election. Oh wait, who's in that? That's the uh, Reese Witherspoon and Matthew Broderick, where she's that awful teenage high school girl that runs for student body president and like ruins. Matthew Broderick's life. He's a teacher. Nope. Oh, it's good, Em. You, that's the one you need to put on your list. Wasn't there a movie like that called Dick or something? Yeah, I think so. But I think that was about a presidential election. This is a high school. Oh, this, okay. I kept. I couldn't this get away from this. Like, was a presidential election. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this is a high school, like, student body president election. Oh, that sounds up my alley. It's really, it's pretty dark. It's huh. it's good. And Reese Witherspoon's great, and Matthew Broderick's really good, too. It's, yeah, that's what, I would say on his list of the ones that you haven't seen, I would recommend putting um, Shortcuts and Ghost World and Election. Okay. <laughs> I put Election and Ghost World. <laughs> I'll put Shortcuts, too. <laughs> I don't have a time a time frame here. <laughs> we'll just talk about these throughout the year as we watch them on what we've been watching. Yep. Yeah, good list. Okay. Films I love that not enough people have seen or have forgotten. Non-hoity-toity version. <laughs> <laughs> Ten, The Candy Snatchers. Nine, Miami Blues. Eight, Existence. E-X-I-S-T-E-N-Z best way I can. Existence? 
Oh, maybe. Yeah. Existence. Seven after hours. Six defending your life. Oh, is that the... Uh... Yes, that's the Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks movie, yeah. And Meryl Streep. That's a fantastic movie. Five once around. Four Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one where they're robots? Or there's robots of them? <laughs> I think so. It's I've seen the first Bill and Ted several times. Oh, yeah. The second one, I I think I've only seen maybe once or twice, and it's been probably years since I've seen it. So I don't, <laughs> I don't remember it so much, but it, I guess it's worth revisiting. <laughs> I, I'm curious enough to revisit it. <laughs> I know. I'm putting that one down. <laughs> Me too, but there's a blaring one I'm going to put down, too. Um, and then number three, pump up the volume. No idea. I've number... seen, that's, it's Christian Slater, and he, he runs like a, like a radio station out of his trunk of his car or something like that. It's, it's like a 80s movie, I remember. All right. Number two, Deep Cover. Do you know what that is? I don't. I don't either. Number one, Ishtar. That's the one I'm going to put because I told him a long time ago I was going to give that one a shot because it's the butt of so many jokes, but he yeah, loves it. It's, yeah, I'll put that one down too because that's one I haven't seen, but it it does seem to be like a, a favorite of, a, of people who, yeah. It, isn't it supposed to be really bad but really good? One of those? It tanked super badly. Yeah. Um, I think, let's see, is it like Dustin Hoffman? They like, I don't know, I was just about to describe um, the, the producers, I think. <laughs> it might have some sort of <laughs> producer's vibe to it where they try and make something bad. Although maybe I'm just thinking of the movie being thought of as terrible right i mean according to imdb it's a 4.1 it's warren Beatty, dustin hoffman they're lounge singers they oh they get booked to play a gig in a moroccan hotel but become pawns in a power play between the cia and okay so they're lounge singers <laughs> i kind of want to see dustin hoffman as a lounge singer really bad <laughs> i kind of do too <laughs> Really bad. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Okay, films that I love that are older Hollywood films that I haven't already mentioned. Semi-hoity-toity division. <laughs> um, ten, Easy Living. Nine, Young Mr. Lincoln. Eight, Rio Bravo. Seven, The Bandwagon. Six, His Girl Friday. You might see that one on one of my lists. Five, My Man Godfrey. Four, The Bank Dick. Three, Duck Soup. Two, Heaven Can Wait, 1940s version. I've seen the 80s version several times. I've seen the 80s, but not the 40s. And one, The Miracle of Morgan's Creek. And then he says, I'm going to skip the full hoity-toity foreign film list. If anyone wants it, send me an email. <laughs> 
He probably didn't want to send it to us because he didn't want to hear his turn. <laughs> that was Pronounce very wise. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead and email us the list, Harold. I'd yes. like to see it. I would um, like to see it too. See if I've even heard of any of them. But yeah, out of his semi-hoity-toity list, I've seen Rio Bravo, His Girl Friday, My Man Godfrey. I think that's it. I'm only His Girl Friday. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of them I haven't even heard of. Yeah, me too. So I think for this list, I'm... I'm just going to go with his number one, The Miracle That's of Morgan. exactly Spook. what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. You don't have anything to base anything else on, so <laughs> might as well go with his favorite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because none of them are like, oh, I've always meant to watch that or I've right. heard, you know. So. Yeah. Well, thanks, Harold. That That's a great email. Lots of Lots of really good. Defending Your Life, people, if you haven't seen that movie, it is fantastic. Yes. It really is. Albert Brooks, I just adore him. I adore him, too. And Meryl Streep is great. And is it Rip Torn is in it, too? Doesn't he play, like, the judge or something? or the? That's always Rip Torn, I know, was always someone I recognize and the name I recognize, but I don't, I'm not like, ooh, that's Rip Torn. (laughs) He's like the producer on the Gary Shandling show. I don't know. Mm -hmm. He's, anyway, um, that's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's fantastic. So, I mean, lots of the movies on his list are great, but Defending Your Life is one that I really think not a lot of people have seen. And it's one I always forget about until you hear about it. You're like, that is a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. Thanks, Harold. Yeah, thank you. All right. So then we got an email from Elizabeth Smith. And she says, hi, Sue and M. First of all, I had so much fun recording Sue Watches Buffy with you. We had fun, too. Yeah, I had so much fun. I was like, man, us three, we should do a podcast someday. (laughs) We had a lot of fun. We did. That was a lot of fun. Uh, She says, I hope I'm not too late in sending an email of for your favorite movies podcast. No, I mean, you missed the deadline, but that's okay. (laughs) We only made that so people would send them in. Exactly. (laughs) Because we weren't quite sure when we were recording. Yep. We decided we had to come up with a date, so we did. Um. So she says, my number one movie is Easy, Clue. It's been my favorite movie since I was nine or ten, and it will never not be my favorite movie. (laughs) (laughs) I will be 90 and still watching Clue. I don't know exactly what drew me to the movie in the first place or why I I forced my friends to watch it at slumber parties and why I forced my friends to reenact it at slumber parties. (laughs) My secret shame slash triumph. But I have no regrets, and it remains my go-to movie to this day. I don't know exactly how many times I've seen it, but it's going to be in the high hundreds, if not the two hundreds. I may or may not be having cu- having custom action figures made of my favorite Clue characters right now. Like <laughs> this. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> she says, in summation, flames, 
flames on the side of my face. <laughs> Madeline Kahn. Flames. I hate her. I love Clue too. One plus one plus two plus one. I have never seen Clue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, I hope we can still be friends. <laughs> yeah, the flames on the side of my face has been a something I've quoted forever. I have heard that quote from you, I believe. Um, <laughs> I so. can't imagine you haven't. It's <laughs> Madeline. It's Madeline Kahn. I, I know, mean. and I do. I do love Madeline Kahn. I and mean, Tim he's... Curry is the butler, and he right. is one of my favorites. For some reason, I just love him. Oh sure, I do. Yeah, yeah. It's just one. I don't know. Just I. I've just never seen it. But um, so I put it down as the one I will watch. Okay. Um, she says the the rest of the top ten is very hard. What makes a favorite movie? Is it the ones you've seen more than any other? Is it the ones you'd recommend to your friends? Is that the ones that most moved you in some? This is very difficult. I'm going to write this list as if these are movies that I would choose to take to a desert island with me. In absolutely no particular order. <laughs> you did good. That's exactly what we were kind of going for. That was for. our criteria as well. Uh, number one, Anne of Green Gables slash Anne of Avonlea. These are amazing adaptations. Shut up, haters. <laughs> <laughs> I cry, I laugh, I swoon. And they are long, which is a bonus for the desert island. <laughs> Megan Follows is... Superb in the role of Anne, as is pretty much every actor in these miniseries. Oh my heavens, I just grew up on these. Yes. Loved them so much. And I don't think there's anyone around my age that didn't just totally swoon over Gilbert Blythe. <laughs> he has a special <laughs> place in, I think, all of our hearts. <laughs> yes. Yes, this miniseries was on at our house a lot. And I read every it single Anne book. <laughs> Like, through all of her children. <laughs> Maybe more than once. <laughs> um, number two, Lord of the Rings. Woohoo! Fellowship of the Ring. I like this one the best. That is interesting. I don't think I've ever heard that one before. She loves uh, which one the best? The Fellowship of the Ring, the first one. Huh. Yeah. I love Fellowship of the Ring, but... Usually that's, well, I guess The Two Towers is probably the one that people find the most boring, and then Fellowship. So I like that Elizabeth likes that one the best. She says it's scary and dark, but also happy and funny, and does not have nearly as much slow motion as the third movie, which would have been like 15 minutes shorter if in 24 frames per second. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Three, The Silence of the Lambs. Probably the most well-made scary movie that I have ever seen. It terrifies me, yet is endlessly intriguing. Made me want to become an FBI agent at least for a month or two. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's good. Good movie. Oh, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, it is terrifying. I told you about the time, like, that year that Cam was working in St. George and was only home on the weekend, so I was home, like, all week by myself. And one night I was up late and, like... AMC started playing Silence of the Lambs and I was like, oh, I haven't seen this for a while. <laughs> started watching it and I was terrified and I'm like, whoa, why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I had to turn it up. I was getting so scared. And, <laughs> yeah, I know. It was so dumb. But that movie does that to me. Um, Rear Window. For me, Hitchcock's most tense thriller, even more than Psycho. Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly are perfection. And the way that Hitchcock turns the voyeur perspective back in, back in on itself is just goose puppy. Also, Thelma Ritter. What is she not good in? Yep, Rear Windows. I love it. Oh, yeah. I watched that as a young kid a lot. <laughs> I haven't seen it in quite a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I, I've probably seen it in the last 10 years. I don't know that I have. Um, number five, The Sound of Music. I officially have no cool points left after this pick, but I'm okay with that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a classic. I love The Sound of Music. I'm going to get complaints here. Yep, I do. It is such a... Just a, a great movie. I love The Sound of Music. Oh, yeah. Um, it's another I love the music. <laughs> Absolutely. I love the music. I love the performances. I love me some Julie Andrews. Same. Yeah. Number six, Dazed and Confused. So rewatchable, but yet so understated and actually pretty realistic. I adore this movie with all of my heart. I do too. Uh, her honorable mentions are Saving Private Ryan. Yes, it has its flaws, but it remains the most intense theater-going experience in my life, which completely changed my perspective on war. The Emperor's New Groove, narrowly edging out The Little Mermaid for my favorite Disney movie. <laughs> Chung King Express, watch it. <laughs> Gross Point Blank, His Girl Friday, Murder by Death, The Usual Suspects, Scream. Yes, I said Scream. I could go on and on. <laughs> Can't wait to hear your faves. Ciao, ladies. I like it. Yeah. I have seen every movie on this list. Except for her honorable mentions. Um, I have not seen Chung King Express. And I don't think I've seen The Emperor's New Groove. I haven't either. That's interesting. And I haven't she seen found it. it better than The Little Mermaid. Yep. Um, the rest, yeah, I've seen the rest. And Scream is a wonderful movie. Scream is a great movie. It's amazingly good. It is. It is. I think... I think that whole Scream series is pretty watchable. There's one... It's either three or four that is really a stupid ending, but... I think I only ever saw the second one and was like, meh. Yeah. And one of them has a little cameo by Jay and Silent Bob, doesn't it? Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, or maybe I'm thinking of one of the... No, I think it's a Scream movie. And one yeah. of the movies I picked to watch on my birthday was Gross Point Blank. That was that one I'd never seen, and uh, oh, you were yeah. like, you need to watch that. <laughs> what did you think? It was good. I liked it. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. I love the ending shootout with Dan Aykroyd and John <laughs> in her house. I just love it so much. Yeah. It was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. Yep. That's a really fun one. So... So I guess we better put Chunking Express, huh? Chunk- Told us to watch it. <laughs> It sounds, I know I've heard of it, but I have no knowledge of anything about it. 
I also put Clue down, so. Yes, you need to put Clue down. Um, why don't I go ahead and read Kristen's, and then we can you can read Bronwyn's at the end. Because okay. Kristen's is pretty quick, so we'll end with B's, because it's a... Um, it just seems like a better one to end on. Yeah. And so, hey, this is uh, my sister-in-law, Kristen. She says, hey, Sue and M, I've put together my very random top ten list. It was surprisingly difficult to compile. I love movies, but picking favorites seemed to be difficult. I can't wait to hear everyone else's. Yeah, it was tough for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> she says, number ten, Steel Magnolias. I laughed, I cried. It was an emotional roller coaster. I know it's cheesy, but sometimes I like cheesy. That is one I saw a million times and I haven't seen in the last 15 years, I bet. I've, I've seen it a couple times. I remember enjoying it quite a bit. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a chick flick that I will just yeah enjoy watching. Well, it's got such a dark twist. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, nine, Lord of the Rings. It is such a fun... It is just such a fun series. Yes. Chris and I have seen most of Lord of the Rings in the theater together, too. Mm. Um, eight, The Jungle Book, a classic favorite. Yeah, their family loved That's Cam's favorite, Disney, too. They must have watched <laughs> that a lot when they were kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, seven, Gladiator. This movie really drew me in. Gladiator's good. I like Gladiator for one of those just big-budget just kind of brain candy watchable movies. It's a fun one. Never saw it. Russell Crowe. I know. I have issues. I, I have Russell Crowe issues as well, but... Do you? I don't know if I knew that. He just seems like such an ass. Yes. I, I hate his face so bad. I think <laughs> I, everybody has an actor or actress that they just blindly hate. <laughs> yeah. And he I is mean... mine. I He throws me into a rage when I see his face. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to punch him in the face. I hate him so bad. I would say that Tom Cruise is that for me. Yeah, um, I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan, but I'm okay. I, there's only so, one of those for me, and it is Russell Crowe. Yeah, so we must Russell Crowe. Because like, I really don't like Russell Crowe either, but he has been in a couple movies that I'm like, oh, he was pretty good. Yeah, you know? I, my family, our family... Seems to love him. Yeah. There's a few people, key people in our family that just really, love really, his movies. Really like, yeah, dad and is so a, they make think, me. Yeah. They finally got me to watch Cinderella Man. It was fine. <laughs> oh, I remember when we were trying to get to watch <laughs> It was like a challenge. It, oh, it totally was. <laughs> we made... Wasn't the agreement, like, you watch Cinderella Man, <laughs> I watch Death is the Wolves, and Dad had to watch Milk? <laughs> <laughs> we made him watch Milk! <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> we do these things to each other. We do. <laughs> if you watch this <laughs> we take it very seriously 
they I was made to watch a beautiful mind too. Yep. Which was also okay. Anyway. You, yeah, you just really hate yeah. I just okay. really hate him. <laughs> it's okay. hard to enjoy a movie when you fly into a blind rage every time you see the actor. <laughs> Okay, her number six is Star Wars. I am definitely a bit of a sci-fi geek. I am sure it started with the first Star Wars trilogy. I remember being such a big event to go see it. And Cam had all those cool action figures. (laughs) (laughs) Had? You mean has. (laughs) (laughs) We still have his Millennium Falcon, and we still have Boba Fett. Millennium Falcons in a box. Boba Fett has a prominent place in our living room. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number five, It's a Wonderful Life. It may be cliche, but I am intrigued by the idea of it. It is just an uplifting, feel-good movie for Christmas time. Sue, I think you're the only person I know that has not seen it. Could be. And it will remain that way. (laughs) It's now like my mission in life to never see it. gonna be how it is <clears throat> i have two missions in life to never be on the news and to never see it <laughs> i have that news one also <laughs> number four tommy boy it is amazing how many times a tommy boy quote fits a situation <laughs> I miss Chris Farley movies. I agree. Tommy that Boy. is one that when I read hers, I'm like, oh, I wish I could add that to my honorable mentions. But yeah, absolutely Tommy in love with that movie. For sure. I mean, if I did I a just top think 10 of, of just my favorite comedies, Tommy Boy would, it would be in, probably in the top three. Yeah, and favorite comedies, that was one I almost did. I kept thinking I should do a comedy one. I never did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three, Forrest Gump. I thought it was very clever. I always like to see movies that tie in historical events. I love Forrest Gump, too. Yeah. I really do. I, I really do, too. And I think it gets some crap these days. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, it's kind of, it's on my secret shame. Because <laughs> 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 I do truly, truly love that movie. But it just, it seems to be one of those movies that for a while, everyone loved it, and now it just seems popular to hate on it. Yeah, it's a, and, it's been skewered. Yep, it's been skewered, but I'm with you, Chris. Forrest Gump is a fantastic movie. I, I love, love it. I love Tom Hanks so I much. I love Tom Hanks. It. I just want to live with him. I love Forrest. <laughs> I would marry Forrest. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just love him. <laughs> yeah. Everything he says, his manner, I just love it. We are with you. Yep. And if I, I really, really dropped the ball on my secret shames, and I'm really sad, because that would have been a really fun list. I only have a couple, but I would have totally add that. Yeah, I've got five or six on my secret shames, and uh, Forrest Gump is one of them. I mean, not that you should be ashamed, Chris. We love it. It just didn't make my top ten, but it's my top ten secret shame movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, number two the outsiders i watched the movie and read the book over and over when it first came out i watched it again recently with my niece 
I can't believe how young all those guys looked. I love The Outsiders, and I love the book, and I love the movie. Yeah, I haven't seen this movie in so long, but I remember loving it. One of yeah. my best good little college friends, Liza, was obsessed with it, and so we watched it quite a bit, which I hadn't seen it for a very long time since I was a kid. Yeah, I can't imagine watching, I bet you they just look like, I mean, because they were probably all like, what, 14 and 15? Yeah, it's like Patrick Swayze and uh, Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Ralph Macchio, I think. Yeah. yeah. Is that uh, Emilio Estevez? I think so. C. Thomas Howell, I think. C. Thomas Howell, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a fun movie. That was a fun 80, that was a great movie. Yeah, and a I, good story. Just a good story. I think that's what I'm going to put on my list to watch again. I seriously probably haven't seen it in 30 years. If it's even 30 years old. However old it is, that's the last time I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should revisit it. Because I remember watching it a few times right when it came out. And I did read the book probably in like 8th or ninth grade. But, man, that's a movie I haven't revisited ever. I kind of forgot about it. So, cool. Thanks for the reminder. I've seen all. Oh, I keep going. Okay. Her number one is uh, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Another classic favorite. I watch it every time Christmas comes around and never get sick of it. I remember when I was a kid before DVR and DVDs, anxiously waiting to see it when it was going to be on TV. Yeah, that's, that's a sentimental favorite of mine. Sentimental favorite. Not sure it qualifies as a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Like a but, twenty minute Christmas special. <laughs> let it go. It's <laughs> her list. <laughs> but I agree. I remember the funnest one of the best things about being a kid to me was just anxiously awaiting every time the holidays came around, like waiting for the, the peanuts special. The peanuts, the, yeah. The peanuts Grinch, and the Grinch. Or you know, any of the ranking. Rudolph. Days, you know, yeah. Any of those specials, and just if you missed it, you missed it. You uh-huh. the whole year had to go by before you could see it again. <laughs> so it's just they were events. They were family events. You know, yeah. you, you know, you planned dinner around it. You <laughs> lit a fire. You, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. yep. So excellent list, Chris. Yep, I've seen them all, so I don't know what to put. Oh, I haven't seen Gladiator. Not gonna watch it. No, I don't think you'll like Gladiator. So, so I think you should just revisit one of them. All right, I'll think about it. Because I've one. seen them all too. So mine is The Outsiders. I just haven't seen it forever. And then you can read Bronwyn's, and then we'll start with ours. Alrighty. Alright, B. B's top ten movies. Okay, for the most part, I don't know a thing about what the critics say about these movies. I just know that I love them. Also, sorry, it's so spastic and tons of unfinished thoughts. Lucy interrupted me no less than 35 times. (laughs) Uh... One, she says, Pride and Prejudice, five-hour-long BBC Colin Firth version. I recently did a bad thing and showed it to a friend who didn't appreciate it. We watched half before she decided she couldn't take it anymore. I went home and finished it and loved every minute of it. (laughs) That is so hard when you show someone something they don't appreciate. And you're just, it's so ruined. (laughs) 
<laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. It it hurts friendships. <laughs> Something like it that. Would. <laughs> yeah. Says Elizabeth Bennett is as sassy of a heroine as that time could allow, getting mud on her petticoats and marrying for love. Colin Firth has me getting butterflies just thinking about his use of the word ardently. (laughs) (laughs) I wish we could have seen more of them together after the scene on the road, but I'm content with the 4.75 hours of angst and longing. Mrs. Darcy is one of the most annoying screen mothers of all time, and the costuming is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no one could ever do Colin Firth. I mean, no one could ever do Darcy. Nope. As Colin Firth did Darcy. No. In fact, PBS has recently run a little miniseries called Death at Pemberley Place. Have you seen this? I've heard of it. I got about 15 minutes in and couldn't watch it anymore because it wasn't wasn't Colin Firth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, nope. (laughs) I've seen other versions and I've been fine with them. But... Colin yep. is the Darcy. Yep. The things that man can do with a look with no words at all is a work of art. It's amazing. It really is. And that just absolutely might be the chicken me talking, but with one look, he could say more. Okay. With one look and no dialogue, that man could say more as Darcy than whoever played Darcy in the Kira Knightley version. Yep. And when she says that Mrs. Darcy is one of the most annoying screen mothers, I think she probably means Mrs. Bennett. Yeah. Oh, I totally thought she did mean Mrs. Bennett. I didn't even catch that she said Mrs. Darcy. That must have been a Lucy distraction. <laughs> yes. Although his older aunt or whoever that was was kind of annoying, but man, Mrs. Bennett. That's Mrs. Bennett, though. Hands down is like worst. <laughs> the woman who plays her is fantastic, and yeah. I just love their dad so much. He's I so love the dad. Yeah, so nice. All right. Two is clueless. I'm sure I'm with most people in wanting a revolving computer operated closet to pick out my outfit in the morning. <laughs> An amazing cast of young Paul Rudd, Brittany Murphy, Alicia Silverstone, Donald Fajan, Turk on Scrubs, and Wallace Shawn, Vicini from The Princess Bride. I never knew his name. <laughs> she must have looked him up for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ty's makeover scene, Cher trying to get Christian to notice her, and Cher's date with Christian are all great, but every scene Paul Rudd is in is my favorite. I love Clueless. That... I was, like, at the perfect age. Well, maybe I was in high school when that came out. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I, it's a sentimental favorite of mine, and Paul Rudd is the most adorable thing on the planet in that movie. He's pretty adorable anytime I see him. He is, but he does different movies now. Yeah. Kind of gross out comedies and things that I don't really enjoy. He's a Judd Apatow guy, yeah. Yeah, and I may do a podcast about a Judd Apatow <laughs> a Judd Apatow thing but his movies are not my thing I don't watch his movies I enjoy his movies a lot yeah they're not my thing I've seen a few Paul Rudd's I loved I love you man oh I love that movie so much <laughs> I don't know if that was Judd Apatow I don't think it is I don't oh, think yeah. it is um, 
but yeah, Jason Segel and Paul Rudd and I Love You Man are yeah. the best. Yeah, that's a good movie. I've probably I've no I've seen a few of Judd's and whatever with Paul Rudd in them. Yeah. What I he's love... gone on to do is usually not my thing, but he's in a recent movie with Amy Poehler that I got from Redbox last week and watched called They Came Together. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. <laughs> it's like a spoof on romantic comedies. And it's done. Oh, that so sounds really good. Well. Oh, it's so good. And it is so funny. They do the spoofs just right. It's almost like a... Oh, not a Farrelly Brothers, but who... It, it reminds me of the, the guys that did... Um, like the airplane movies and mm-hmm. the um, the Zucker brothers, the Zuckers, I think is their names. It's kind of in that line, like the airplane, the Naked Gun. Ooh, I used to love those movies. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> hilarious. I'm yeah. totally. I put that down on my regular movies that sound good list. That's yep. in the same notebook. They came together. It's fantastic. All right. Okay. Okay. Better Off Dead, John Cusack, French exchange student, 80s outfits extraordinaire, and a terrific random surprising plot centered around impossible downhill skiing. <laughs> E.G. Daly, Dottie from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, performs at their prom. Matt told me I have to tell you about my gigantic crushes on both Pee Wee Herman and E.G. Daly. <laughs> <laughs> B, I've got a little secret. I've got a little crush on Pee Wee as well. <laughs> what is wrong with you two? <laughs> Seriously, I do. I love Paul Rubens so much. <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> that is so funny. So, E.G. Yep. Daly, that's a girl? That's the girl. That's Dottie. Dottie. Mm. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> I could see B having a little girl crush on her. Yep, she's adorable. I forgot that she does perform at the prom in Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead's a great movie. Yeah, I don't remember a performance at the prom. Maybe it's been too long since I've seen that. <laughs> Maybe I have to add that to my thing. Yeah, that's a fun one to revisit. Because I've seen all the bees, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... Singing in the Rain. I feel giddy that this movie exists. Cosmo Brown is my favorite. I love all of his amazing physical comedy. Also, I am a sucker for tap dancing. Also love the insight into the film industry as a talkies took over. Yeah, Singing in the Rain may or may not appear on one of my lists. (laughs) (laughs) Singing in the Rain is great. I saw it in the theater just a couple years ago. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that movie theater at Jordan Landing kind of by... My house, every summer they do those classic movie, remember yeah. you and I went and saw The Exorcist? Yeah. A couple of years ago. Singing in the Rain was one, and I invited, I knew that Cam's sisters and niece had never seen it, so I told them to come oh. up and watch it. So we saw it in the theater. Catherine came with us, too. That sounds fun. Yeah. We probably invited you. <laughs> I don't remember an invitation. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun to see on the big screen. And I do love the old school physical comedy men. Absolutely. I love yes. my Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> yes, yes. And 
Cosmo is great. Yes, He's and which some... lends me to believe perhaps I will like some of these physical comedy um, silent films that Harold has talked about. Right, right. Okay. Uh, My Cousin Vinny. I knew that she is obsessed with this movie. <laughs> it makes me laugh. <laughs> I grew up on this movie. Marisa Tomei is so amazing in it. By about seven, I had memorized the monologue from when Vinny is going to go hunting in leather pants and she objects. <laughs> I had it memorized complete with profanity. I'm sure it was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have a movie from my childhood that totally holds up. Matt and I quote so many lines from this movie, but mostly the ones... From the judge, who's the neighbor from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We quote a lot of his lines from Pet Cemetery a lot, too. <laughs> don't want to go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> he was also Herman Munster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, My Cousin Vinny, that's a fun movie. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. I remember really enjoying that when it came out. I was pretty young, but... Our family also didn't have any qualms about the R-rated movies <laughs> and the kids seeing them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> as, as long as it wasn't R because of, like, sex, didn't matter. We could watch yep. it. If it was profanity <laughs> or violence, <laughs> that was okay. <laughs> as long as there weren't a bunch of boobs on stage, right. <laughs> we could watch it. Um, okay, Iron Man, number six. I am a Robert Downey Jr. fan, and I have a weird obsession with this movie. I think it was... I was not ex excited to see it when we went to the theater to watch it, and it made me laugh really hard. The dialogue is fun. He is a refreshing superhero. He was an all moody and secretive. His relationship with Jarvis, his robot, is my favorite. Plus, he's the best part of the Avengers movie. I searched long and hard for the Iron Man onesie, for an Iron Man onesie for Lucy, but they didn't have any that weren't super lame. I don't need chiseled abs drawn onto my infant. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the Iron Man suit doesn't even have abs in it, unlike other lamer superheroes. Suits, cough, cough, bat suit. <laughs> Where are Batman's abs going to go if he doesn't have them carved into his <laughs> And not all of the bat suits have abs. <laughs> <laughs> Only a couple. But I agree. Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Is hands down to me the best casting for for one of them for one of the superheroes there is. I mean, I'm a big fan of Tobey Maguire as Spider Man, but. Robert Downey as Tony Stark, he's, I can't imagine anyone else doing it. Oh, yeah, I I saw the first Iron Man, and I liked it okay, but only because it was Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. He's absolutely adorable, too. He's one of those actors that I just find just the I've most adorable thing him. ever. I've always liked him since I saw him in several early 80s movies. Uh -huh. like a couple of his, you know, I... Lesson Zero, he was good. I didn't see that. He's he's always been one of my favorites. I was very sad when he was going through his troubled times. I Me really, too. I, I was, I was really, really sad. sad. I thought we were going to lose him. Yep. I and, even liked Heart and Souls. 
because of him. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. In fact, that one should probably be on my secret shame. <laughs> it's a total secret shame. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I would still probably love it as much as I used to. Nice. And I'm sure it wouldn't win any movie awards. No. <laughs> Seven Wayne's World, another movie I was raised on. I used to watch this and Dances with Wolves with my dad. Oh, and a Rolling Stones documentary. And a Chuck Berry documentary. My dad is awesome. Anyway, I didn't even know this was based off an SNL sketch until about two years ago. That is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) If that means she's never seen the old sketches, you need to seek those out because they are amazing. They are <laughs> yeah, that that SNL era I was like in high school and it was perfect. When my friend Charlie or I won't say when one of my friends turned forty <laughs> a couple of years ago, uh she threw an eighties party uh-huh. and me and my sister in law Randy went as Wen Garth. <laughs> <laughs> they were nineties. I thought it started in the 80s. Did it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was Wayne's have... World sketches when I was in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, yeah, we would talk about them in class. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I graduated in 89, so I was at the very end of the 80s, but it was right. in the 80s. Well, yeah. I graduated in 95, and they, they were still going. <laughs> they were going at least when I started high school. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rob Lowe will always be Benjamin to me, and Mike Myers will always look weird without a mullet. (laughs) (laughs) I could not get over it the first time I saw him in something else. It was probably Awesome Powers, and he looks so weird, and so I Married an Ex-Murderer. Also a great movie. (laughs) I love So I Married an (laughs) Ex-Murderer. That one has been on my list and off it. (laughs) Really? Yep. Only because it was such a favorite in high school. I love that movie so much. Cam and I still heed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and something she mentioned might be one of the movies I came up with all my secret shames. Oh, nice. One of the very few. <laughs> um, okay. Exit through the gift shop. Mind blow. This is such a well-done documentary. I love that Banksy put this whole project together just to show what a giant fake that guy was. (laughs) Dr. Brainwash got to work with Banksy. Best revenge ever. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great documentary. You will find that one on one of my lists. Um, So I won't say much about it right now. (laughs) Uh, number nine Love Actually wonderful English movie I have scenes running through my head all the time like Hugh Grant knocking on doors and the little girls requesting Christmas carols so he sings Good King Wences or the Keira Knightley character realizing that her husband's best friend is in love with her and her wedding that is little Rick Grimes (laughs) oh Andrew Lincoln's in that Mm -hmm. oh okay that is a definite favorite movie of mine. I love it. Oh, 
That's on one of my lists. <laughs> oh, I'll put that down as one I need to watch then. Oh, that's on Netflix. You haven't seen it? Uh-uh. There is some bumbly Hugh Grant, <laughs> so look for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is pretty much at his bumbliest in this one. He plays the Prime Minister. Oh, okay. you got to see that. It's Kyla Thompson. It, it has Liam Neeson. It has... Oh, really? Liam Neeson is in it? Yes. Oh, he has such a good character in that. Hmm. Okay. It's got Bill Nye. Now that I think about it, it is on my list on Netflix, because I remember coming across it and you telling me once, you know, I know you hate romantic comedies, but this is a good one. It's it's very overblown English romantic comedy, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, they... It's a spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see what I mean when you see it. Okay. It's heavy-handed, but it's really good. It's just... It, it's one of my favorite... It's one of my little... It's on one of my lists. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Amelie Le Destin Fablo de Amelie Poulon. Hee I just wanted to hear him say that on air. <laughs> Thanks, B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Fabulous Destiny of Amelie Poulon. Poulain? It's probably, probably Poulain. I had no idea that a movie could be this quirky, funny, sexy, beautiful, etc. I saw it for the first time in French in France. It was the best movie I have ever seen. I have the soundtrack on my iPod, and it is just the cutest, best music. I have nothing else articulate to say because it's been a long day. Lucy had shots yesterday. So we'll just leave that this is my favorite movie. That's a wonderful choice. That is a darling movie, and she is adorable. And B, there's a new movie called Mood Indigo that has her and Roman Doris in it. And it is, I missed it when it came to the Broadway and I was really sad and I think it might be on iTunes and I got an iTunes gift card and I'm going to rent it. Mm, nice. I think it's called Mood Indigo and it's her and him and I'm dying to see it. I've seen Amelie. It is adorable. She is so cute. Yes. <laughs> and I can just see it being B's favorite movie. Yeah. Yep. So. I love I love everybody's list. I've really enjoyed these lists these are so great much. Lists. This is fun. Um, I love movies. I love movies too. <laughs> <laughs> She has some dishonorable mentions, she calls them. Okay, I know I've told you guys that I almost got a barbed wire tattoo one time around my upper arm, and I think I even told them it was because of an Elijah Dushku character. Here's the story. I loved the movie Bring It On in high school. Kirsten Dunst led cheerleading fest. Elijah Dushku was the badass gymnast who filled the much-needed spot in the cheerleading squad to lead them to a, spoiler alert, because I know you are all going to rush out and watch it, second place redemption victory at nationals she walks into tryouts with a don with a drawn on fake barbed wire tattoo 
When my mom wanted to take me to get my belly button pierced, she asked me if I wanted any tattoos because she'd let me get a small one. I was definitely going to get that one, but I decided against it because I was a sophomore in high school and leaving for France soon, and they wanted us exchange students to have as few tattoos and piercings as possible. Oh, how happy I am for that decision. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that B's mom wanted to get her a tattoo when she was a sophomore. <laughs> I know. I remember when our brother Dave got his first tattoo well out of high school. I think mom cried for a day. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) She was raised in a different household than we were. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Movies I loved, but will never watch again. Pretty much anything centered around World War II. Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, Life is Beautiful. These are the only types of movies I cry in. I love them, and they have a special place in my heart, but they are too hard to watch. I have one to add. You only need to watch it once. You need to watch Swing Kids. B. (laughs) (laughs) That one is centered around World War II, and I saw it countless times, and I bawled like a baby every time and Hmm. Christian Bale and Robert Sean Leonard enough said (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen it oh my gosh yeah I I remember going to a movie when my friends and I were in high school and it was the uh, it was a trailer, a theatrical trailer to, I don't remember what movie we were seeing. And we about died. (laughs) (laughs) This was before swing dancing hit like a comeback. Mm -hmm. It was probably because of this movie, but it took a few years, but we were, we were already obsessed with Robert Sean Leonard. We were already obsessed with, um, Christian Bale because of Newsies. Mm -hmm. And when we saw those two in World War II, Germany, (laughs) swing dancing, our heads almost were blown. And I'm not sure we even were able to concentrate on the movie we were there to see. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Let me guess, you and Amy Anderson. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> and Emily Peterson. Emily, yep. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> yep. Oh, and Life is Beautiful. That's another one that gets skewered these days. I liked it. I never saw it. You didn't? No. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I wanted to. I don't know why I never saw it. And then, what's his name? Roberto Benini? Yes. I think I just became so annoyed with them in, like, subsequent years that I'm like, I don't think I can see that movie. Why does he, why does he annoy people? I think I, he's... I just find he's... him annoying. I He's in a, one of my favorite, like, independent movies, Down by Law. He's in, he was in a bunch of, like, comedy, spoofy kind of movies, and I love... Were they French? Or Italian, maybe? 
I don't know. The only thing I can think of seeing him in is Down by Law, um, which is a favorite uh, with Tom Waits, a Jim, Jim Jarmusch movie. Um, but I don't know. He just really gets on my nerves. So mm, I don't know. Well, maybe oh. he'd have trouble. He was he was a darling little dad in a concentration camp trying to keep it's basically his wife and him get separated and it's you know, whenever right. he's going to the concentration the camp and he's right. trying to keep his like seven year old son happy in this death camp and it's so sweet. Oh, I, oh my I, gosh. I think that's just too heavy for me. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I know. I just, I don't know. It's well, it's Someday. on her list of I don't want to ever see again for a reason. <laughs> Someday I'll watch it. I'll make a promise. And it's it's actually, you leave feeling really good. You cry. Yeah. You cry mm-hmm. at the end, but you do. You leave the theater feeling really good. Or you won't see it in the theater. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's upbeat enough. It's not as heavy as you might think. Oh, okay. By the description. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, thanks, B. Thanks, everyone, for the lists. Yes. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. That was. So- All right. Well. Until next time. Guess we're going to be back to Buffy. Guess we'll be back to Buffy. So... I'll get watching. All righty. All right. Well, till next time, kill your own ass. Yep. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have a game plan. (laughs) (laughs) We're not like, uh... (laughs) what a switch.